September 9th, 2020. My dress looks like a tiger sunset. I couldn't be happier with my premiere night costume. I saw it for the first time today, and it's hot pink, tight long sleeves into a bathing suit. After that is the most beautiful fabric in blazing orangish pink and black tiger stripes. It has a cinched waist to give me more of an hourglass look and so much body to the hem that it seems like acres of flowing petals. It's topped off with a hot pink rose flower crown, and it will all be sprayed with rhinestones to make it shimmer in the lights. <laughs> what I didn't put here was later on those rhinestones, my hair stuck into them all over the place. It was absolutely miserable. I'd ask to be buried in the dress if it weren't for the fact that I want to be cremated and wouldn't want to burn the gown. Pasha's pants are the same material, and he will be wearing a black turtleneck shirt. Rehearsal went extremely well. Pasha says I've really nailed every aspect of it and just need to do all the stuff I've learned to do at the same time. Right now, the hardest part for me is to keep my neck stretched into the most arrogant pose possible while not floating around as, my, as is my nature, because it's a marching song and requires a steady headline. I have one area of difficulty with two syncopations back to back and then a full turn, but I'll nail it. I did another eight print interviews today by Zoom, and it was so well done that it only took 20 minutes. Much to my surprise, the reporters told me that almost all of the other stars say I am the person they most want to meet. It was a question they asked all of us. Yeah, who would you most like to meet? CBS 48 Hours Suspicion aired in Tampa, and Howie said it was more balanced than he expected. He gave Dev Quimby some language as a response to anyone who asks her about it tomorrow. The following is my email to Howie. Apparently, today there was a fire drill caused by a COVID test not testing negative. It didn't test positive either, and on retest was negative. Turns out the nose swab test has to really dig into your nasal cavities to get enough material for testing, and someone didn't dig hard enough. I had blood on mine, so I know it wasn't me. The good news is that it sent the whole place into lockdown until that person could be isolated. Everyone who had been near them was isolated and the test redone. In the studios, they have created pods so that the rest room is only so that the restroom is only shared by two couples and there is sanitation stuff everywhere. If the inconclusive test had been in my zone, I would have been notified and isolated immediately. They had a Zoom meeting for 34 of us tonight to explain what happened and to reiterate all of the safety protocols and remind everyone that just one person being careless by hugging a dancer or a pro that isn't their partner could bring down the whole show. You would have liked all of the detail they went into and all of the agencies that are involved in monitoring the tests, including the county, the Screen Actors Guild, and several other abbreviations that meant nothing to me. My first large cat rescue. For the past two and a half days, I've been dancing by myself in the apartment because Dancing with the Stars doesn't have enough ballroom space for all 15 pairs of us. I just taped one solo rehearsal for future use to show the progress and then sat down for a glass of water and to watch the music version we taped a few days ago to see if I could teach myself to count the beats. That's not going so well. My mind drifted back to the early 80s. I was living on Castleberry Road and raising show Himalayans and Persians. In the cat breeder world, there were tales of a senile old woman living roughly across the street from the property I would later buy at 6001 Sheldon Road. I want to say her name was Jean, but I could be wrong. Rumor had it that cats and kittens were stacking up there in crates as she tried to breed the perfect show Persian. 
disease was killing them, and she could no longer manage their matting fur and overflowing litter boxes. She wouldn't open the door for me, so I decided to see if I could see in the windows at night if she had the lights on. Creepy, I know, but there were cat lives at stake. What I saw stuck with me till this day, and has replayed in my mind several times over the years. In a faded old green ball gown, Jean was out in her yard, dancing around to music in her head, with a partner long since gone. She was utterly removed from reality, and reliving a better time, or a fantasy. My heart broke for her, but especially for the neglected cats and kittens who could no longer rely on her for their care. I don't remember exactly how I went about it now, but I remember rallying all of the cat breeders I knew, and animal control, to go in and rescue the sick and dying cats and place them in pet homes. They were of no value as breeders because no one knew for sure who was who, and Jean's memory was not reliable. It was the first time I'd witnessed hoarding in person, and quite possibly set me on the trajectory that has led me to this point, where I'm trying to end tiger mills around the world. Today, however, I see her reflection in me, dancing alone with a non-existent partner to music in my head. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.